This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Did y'all have a good week? Hmm, I want to know, okay? Um, Right now, I am actually wrapping up my last week of class, and I'm just looking forward to a very much needed winter break. Like, the way my program is set up, it got a check-in and a savings. (laughs) No, Um, no, seriously, the way my program is formatted, um, one class will end on Sunday, and then the next class starts Monday. So I have been going like full steam ahead since January and sis is tired. Okay. I'm sis. If there's any confusion about that. (laughs) So, you know, I, I am definitely just pushing through this week, ready for some R&R, ready just to have nothing to do at (laughs) 4am. No discussion boards, no nothing. Um, And honestly, when I think about all the things that God has allowed me to sustain and accomplish this year, just despite all of my challenges and all the challenges we face collectively, um, I will say I'm just very grateful just for his, you know, provision, love and grace. Um, You know, we can really remain anchored in what God has called us to do when we remain at the feet of Jesus. And, you know, throughout this year, I have heard God tell me to put some things down, to delegate certain tasks, um, to add or remove people from positions. And honestly, anytime I felt overwhelmed throughout the year, it was because I had removed myself from my default position of being at his feet. And so I know last week we talked about us having Martha moments, okay, us being distracted by the details of life and our assignments. And if you missed last week, first of all, where were you, sis? Because we needed you here. Um, but secondly, I highly recommend you just stop right here and go back and check out last week's episode. So I'm going to give you a second to pause, sis, okay? And then you come back when you're done with last week's episode. I'll be here. Okay, so now that everyone is caught up, and we all on the same page, Um, you know that we discussed Martha. And so Martha was the older sister of Mary and Lazarus, um, the same Lazarus that Jesus resurrected after he was dead for four days. Okay, we talked about how Martha was distracted by the details and she was triggered um, because her sister Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet instead of helping Martha serve. And honestly, I hope that last week really allowed us to empathize with Martha a little bit because I feel like she gets a bad rap a lot um, when that story is told like, oh, don't be a Martha. But honestly, 
you know, Martha's heart posture was that she wanted to serve God. She wanted to do it well. And her execution was off. And we've been there. Okay. <laughs> we have been there. So, um, I just really felt like, you know, she is me and I be she. Okay. Like I have been there. Um, I know I be she is grammatically incorrect. Do not come for me, but it's the last week of class and my brain is already on break and here we are and it rhymed. Okay. So this week <laughs> I really want to take a closer look at the life of Mary of Bethany. So Mary of Bethany is Martha and Lazarus's sister, who is not to be confused with Mary of Nazareth, who is Jesus's mom. Okay. So Mary of Bethany is not Jesus's mama. The Mary that we are discussing is not the one that gave birth to him. Remember, like, I know I told y'all, like, all these names are really common in the Bible. Um, like, you know, I know I say that joking, like, you know, like a Brie. Okay. This ain't this Brie. This is that Brie. I have a lot of Bree's in my life. I be having to differentiate them. <laughs> Why? So, um, I know I say that jokingly, but honestly, I really want to make sure that when we talk about something on here, y'all have full context because what I don't need is anybody sliding up into my DMs talking about, you said that Jesus mama was the one. Nah, ain't no confusion here. <laughs> okay. We are talking about Mary of Bethany. Okay. It's a different Mary than the one that gave birth to Jesus. Are we on the same page? Okay, moving on. So, uh, when we read Luke 10 last week, I was really drawn to what Jesus said about Mary in verse 42. And I'm going to read it again. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And the scripture says, um, there's only one thing. At first, he said Martha, Martha, some more stuff. But um, <laughs> the scripture that we're focusing in on in this moment is scripture um, Luke 10, 42. In the New Living Translation, and it says, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and, and it will not be taken away from her. And I'm just one of those people, like, if I see that someone is successful in an area or doing something right, I want to know more about how they got there. Like, how did you discover this? Sis? I have questions. What did you pick up from this experience? Because... Um, I heard it said before, like success leaves clues. So if you see somebody in the Bible and they were successful in God, like those are the people that we need to be studying. That's why we need to study Jesus. He is the, you know, our example. He's the highlight. Um, but I also believe that some of the struggles that people face, right? Like, so when we talked about Martha, some of those struggles we can identify with and then we can really understand like, okay, we see Martha over here. How can we learn from what she did? But then also too with Mary, clearly she just had it figured out. Okay. And so I'm trying to figure out how she knew and what she got. And so Mary's discovery of this understanding is just really important. Um, and for her to understand the importance of sitting at Jesus's feet, um, let me know that she had gems to drop. Shout out to my Gigi in heaven because she used to play this game called Gem Drop <laughs> all the time. Um, that's neither here nor there. But when I said that, she came on my mind. I could just see her playing Gem Drop. Um, so we are going to spend the next two weeks. This is going to be a two-part episode. I already feel that simmering in my spirit. Um, so we're going to spend the next two weeks just learning a little bit more about Mary of Bethany, um, Martha's sister, Lazarus's sister, not Jesus's mama. Okay. Um, and just what perspective she had, what things she had to offer. And we're going to look at um, three separate instances in the Bible where we find Mary in the default position of being at the feet of Jesus. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the show. Look, 
Take a minute to go ahead, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode, and leave a review. We love to get feedback from our listeners, and doing this will help us get advertisers that are relevant to our audience. So if you have been blessed by God Goals and Girl Talk, if this is your favorite time of the week, is to spend it with me. First of all, God bless you, sis. I love you. But take some time to go ahead and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode or a bonus episode, and make sure that you you leave a review. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so the three times that we see Mary of Bethany mentioned in the Bible, um, she is demonstrating the importance of being at Jesus' feet at each instance. And so we're going to take the opportunity, just like I said, to gather some wisdom from her. Um, and Today, I just really want to discuss a little bit about the exchange that I've seen or that God revealed to me that happens when we sit at his feet. And um, when we go through these scenarios and we go through these instances, we are reading a lot, okay? Not as much this week because we're going to pick a part and kind of study Luke 10, 42 today. But next week, y'all going to listen to me read, (laughs) okay? We are going to read. We're going to read because I am very big on context. I feel like sometimes, you know, not that you can't take a text and teach on it, but context is such a big deal. And I never want to feel like I'm giving something out of context. So I want you to understand that when I read scriptures, it's not because I don't think y'all can't read. It's because I want y'all to hear what I'm thinking all the way through and things that are revealed. Sometimes you may be in your car and you may not um, have access to read the Bible. Some people in other countries legit risk their lives if they pull out a Bible and start reading it. And so for that reason, um, I just want to be mindful of that. And so when I read full length scripture. First off, it's a test for me because it's not my favorite thing to do is to read aloud. Um, But also because I want to make sure that I'm presenting God's word as is no filters added. None of me, all of him, everything God said, because he said what he said. So like I said, this is going to be a two part episode. Um, Not more so this week, but next week we are reading a lot of Bible. So if you sit down to to listen to the show, have your Bible next week, sis. You gonna need it and your notebook. You should have your notebook today because I have I have things to say that they blessed me. So I hope they bless you. Okay, okay. So um, there's three encounters. We're gonna start today with just the story that we already know. Okay, so um, reading in Luke ten. I believe the scripture last week was 36 through 42 um, or 38 through 42, um, where we talk about, you know, Jesus shows up at Martha and them house. I'm giving out the Charlotte living translation. Okay. Jesus and them was at Mary and Martha house. Okay. Now Martha had caught herself letting Jesus know how she felt. Um, We called it a Martha moment. Okay. So Martha had rebuked. And to rebuke somebody means to show criticism towards. Um, Martha had rebuked Jesus, okay? And Jesus had responded by highlighting some very important keys. So we already read Luke 10, 42, but we're going to read it one more again. Um, There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And that's Luke 10, 42 in the New Living Translation. So... For me, the first thing that I see is that Mary clearly understood that her first priority was spending quality time with Jesus, a.k.a. sitting at his feet, right? Um, It's the only thing worth being concerned about. Why? Because, of course, spending quality time with God provides you um, with the fill of whatever ingredient that you need to serve in the capacity that God has called you to. I'm going to say that again. Spending quality time with God 
provides you with the fill of whatever ingredient you need to serve in the capacity in which God has called you to. Because we all have been called to different things in different areas and different, um, you know, purposes and to serve in different spheres. And we don't, we're not all struggling with the same thing, right? Um, you know, I may be really good at being patient, which I'm not. God is working on me yet. Um, I may be really good at being patient, but I may have an issue with being kind to people. It may not come naturally to my flesh. And so depending on what capacity you are serving in and what ingredient you need, sitting at the feet of God is where you get the refill. There was a song that used to say, can I get a refill? I actually hated the song, but they played it a lot. And so here we are. Um, but when you take that time, because God is so good, just like, um, each parent has an individual relationship with each child that they have, same goes for God and for us, right? So you, you know, you may need positive reinforcement where your sibling may need quality time, you know, so, so God is is apparent and is so good in that way that if we come to him and we sit at his feet and we seek him, whatever ingredient you need, he will fill you with it to serve in the capacity to which he has called you to. A lot of us find ourselves um, tripping. Okay, let's just call it what it is. We be tripping. Um, a lot of us find ourselves in these Martha moments Um And it really is an indicator that you've missed out on that quality time. Right? Like, so if you at your job having a Martha moment, you you need to go sit down at the feet of Jesus. If you are needing, you know, grace, your quality time will refill that. The Bible says God's grace and mercy are fresh and new every day. If his uh, grace and mercy are fresh and new every day and we be out here being raggedy, and I'm sure if God had nerves for us to get on, we would get on his nerves because he's God. So he don't be tripping like that. I mean, he could be angry. I digress. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Like if God who has to deal with the people that get on your nerves and knows his kids too, and it's a bunch of people like them, if he can give fresh grace and mercy, then so can we. But we have to come and receive that from him. And so sitting at his feet and spending quality time with God will help you refill your grace if that's what you need. If you need patience, which is me, I'm talking to myself, your quality quality time is where God will replenish you in that area. Like whatever you need, you will find sitting at his feet. And as I continue to sit with this scripture, um, there were three very significant exchanges that take place um, that God, you know, revealed to me that take place when we sit at his feet. And honestly, without, without experiencing um, these exchanges, we are cheating ourselves out of the abundance that God has for us. And I'm not talking about like money. Like too many times we equate abundance simply to like monetary things. And I, that's cool. That's great. I'm trying to have an abundance of every fruit of the spirit. Okay. Every fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I need abundance of all of those things because I know that with that in abundance, with the abundance of the fruit of the spirit, that all things will be added unto me. Matthew 6, 33 tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and then all other things will be added unto us. What's more important to me though, is not that I only have all things added unto me, but that I can steward and maintain all the things Um, in a way that's pleasing to God. And the only way that we can do that is if we experience these exchanges that happen when we sit at his feet.
Okay, so let's define what an exchange is. To exchange something is the act of giving or taking one thing um, in return for another. So when I was looking up this word, I found that a lot of definitions emphasized that what was being exchanged or being traded off was typically something of equal or lesser value. And I just had to pause for a minute because I'm like, God is so good to us, though, because we get a whole entire upgrade with him. Like, he's like, it's on me. Like, give me that. I'll give you this. And what I have is much better than what you have. It's on me. Like, I love Beyonce, but God was out here, like, saying, let me upgrade you first. God did it first. Okay? It's the divine upgrade for me. Um, God is just, like, really always out here giving to us freely things that we don't deserve. Like, I feel like I get really bothered when people talk about what they deserve. Because, honestly, if we being for real, for real, high key, we all deserve death. Because that's what happens when you sin. Thank God for Jesus. That was the upgrade. And we didn't deserve it. Hmm? So, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, so, these exchanges that we were talking about, there are three of them. And I'm not going to be before y'all long. Because, honestly, I just want to give this the way it was given to me. And then next week, we're going to do a lot of reading. So, prepare yourself. Um... So here are the three three exchanges that take place between Mary and Jesus and, and also ourselves in Jesus when we are at his feet. And you are going to want to write these down um, because we are going to revisit these next week as we continue to study Mary of Bethany, who is not to be confused with Mary of Nazareth, who is Jesus' mama. Mary of Bethany is not Jesus' mama. I'm going to keep saying it. Yes. Okay. So let's get to the first the first exchange. The first exchange is submission. So sitting at the Father's feet demonstrates that we have resigned or submitted ourselves and our lives to God. To resign means to give oneself over without resistance. Right? If you lay something at someone's feet, you are assigning them or giving them that responsibility over that thing. Does that make sense? So if I lay something at your feet and I walk away from it, this is yours now. Um, in the same sense, Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus was her way of giving herself over to Christ without resistance. She was submitting. It was it was very significant because she was submitting her life. She was resigning herself to Christ in that moment, despite everything else, despite um, there being people to serve and things and all of that. In the midst of all of that, just like close your eyes and see unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes if you're driving, child. Um, but just see Martha and Mary with a house full of people. It is busy, chaotic. Um, you know, Martha over here running her mouth, child, she mad. And Mary is so focused. She don't care about none of that. She has found herself submitted at the feet of Jesus. Even in the midst of a chaotic place, she has submitted her life and made the decision and demonstrated that outwardly by physically sitting at the feet of Jesus. That she was giving herself to Christ and she was assigning the responsibility of her life over to him. And she did so without resistance. So in the same sense, when we lay our problems at God's feet, right? The Bible tells us to cast our cares unto him. We're, we're laying those things at his feet. And when we do that, we relinquish control and responsibility of that situation, that person and that task back to God, where it belonged in the first place, control freaks. I'm talking to myself. 
where it belonged to him. Like, like all of this stuff belongs to God. So when we are one, put placing ourselves at his feet, we are submitting our own life to him. And then when we also lay our issues, our situations, our you know, our people, the task, the purpose, when we lay that stuff at his feet, we are relinquishing control and responsibility and, and giving it back to God because that's where it belonged. And when we sit um, at the feet of Jesus, we exchange our situations, our stressors, and our circumstances for his presence. Like, I'm going to give all of this up. Mary was like, uh, Martha, that pita bread and hummus will burn. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to give all of that up. Okay. Cater it. Did they have catering? I don't know. Call somebody. <laughs> like, that. that is the exchange. Like, I'm going to give up all of this because I just need to be in your presence. And so that first exchange is that submission. The next thing, security, security, (laughs) security. Sitting at the father's feet demonstrates that we understand the value of abiding and to abide means to remain in a stable or fixed state in the security of Christ. Security is really the quality of being secure and free from anxiety, danger, or fear. So when you are secure in something, you are free from anxiety, danger, or fear. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sus, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, You learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards just like you would build your own resume it is so cool it's so fun and God just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that I found myself in where he had his hand on my life y'all he been out here saving us okay get the journal get in a position and a posture of gratitude i pray that it blesses you you need to get it now let's get back to the show i love the second definition um that i found for security so although security means um like being secure or free from anxiety danger or fear um The second definition is fire. So the second definition of security is measures taken to guard against espionage, sabotage, crime, attack, or escape. Here is what I noticed. In the exchange between Martha and Jesus, at no point, at no point at all, did Mary say, hold on, sis, you got my name in your mouth. Because that's what Charlotte would have said. Like, she was so secure in her position at Jesus' feet that she said nothing. Like, how many of us can pull that off? Because I'm going to tell you right now, depending on how much time I've spent at the feet, it depends for me. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I would be completely unbothered because Mary is. 
She was so unbothered that she said nothing. She was so secure in her position at Jesus' feet that she said nothing. Meanwhile, my flesh is over here like, let me tell y'all something. Look, I know with all certainty that I would, I would not have not said nothing. Um, if my sister just started talking like cash crazy about me in front of the Lord, this ain't even regular people. This is Jesus. Like, oh, so this is what we doing now. That's why you're making cheese nasty anyway. Why you sitting there taking all the time to make it? Like, 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 I, oh, this, oh, you just going to sit here and throw me under the buggy like this? Cause they didn't have no buses. So. You gonna sit here and throw me under the buggy like this in front of Jesus? That's cool, Martha. That's cool. Wait till they leave. <laughs> like, like, I cannot say that I would not have said nothing. Um, and that's why it wasn't me, it was Mary. <laughs> but you know, like, in all seriousness, first of all, my older sister can cook, and so her food do be delicious. Let me clarify that. Okay, it'd be great, her food. But, um, you know, I just feel like I would have had to let Martha know something about herself. Like, you gonna sit here and embarrass me in front of Jesus? And not just Jesus. There was a bunch of people in the house. Like, you have to see this out. Like, close your eyes. If you're driving, do not close your eyes. But just envision being at this house. There's at least a solid... Let's call it 15 people. The disciples, that's 12, plus Jesus, plus Mary, Martha, Lazarus. 16. It's, look, didn't I tell y'all I was at the end of my school? (laughs) My school week? 16. There's 16 people. 12 plus 4 is 16. Okay. There's at least a solid 16 people at the house. Imagine all of these people... There's hustle and bustle. There's Martha walking around, huffing and puffing. The disciples are over here talking. Judas in the corner scheming. Okay. Just imagine all of these things. And then you hear, you know, people talking and there's chatter. And then all of a sudden, Martha, you know, I don't know if they had a DJ, whatever. But, you know, music may or may not have been playing. Somebody's on the harp on the ones and twos. Like, it it just is a vibe. And then all of a sudden, you hear Martha. Jesus. <laughs> music stops. Everybody starts. Everybody's looking. What? <laughs> oh, so, is it not fair that Mary just sitting here? Like, like I would have been so embarrassed. As Mary, like, you just going to sit here and do this in front of all these people. Like, our mama didn't teach you no home training. You just going to call me out in front of in front of all these people here in this house? It would have been a problem. But because Mary was secure in her position against the attack, she said nothing. Like, if being unbothered was a person, here she is. She was unbothered. And when we look and we continue to study, like, this ain't the only time she's going to have this level of unbotheredness. It's something to be said about it. Um, And so, as we look at this situation and we place ourselves there, like, how would you have felt? If you got company at your house and you and your sister are entertaining, you decide to sit down with the guests and she cuts up talking about you, basically called you lazy, (laughs) basically, (laughs) right? Like, how would you feel in that moment? Would you be so secure in the Lord that you would allow him to speak on your behalf? In what situations in our life that you're currently facing now where it don't even really, you don't need to address it. You just need to be so secure in what God has called you to do and what you are um, building your foundation on and your security in Christ that you say nothing. Like if let God fight your battles was a person, it's Mary. Like you and me included, like 
you really have to take the time to reflect. Like, could I have done that? Like, to me, it's a toss-up. And I'm being really, really honest and transparent. I keep it real. Like, it's a toss-up. I'm My intention is to be like Mary at all times. Some days, you may get Peter. I may cut off your ear. I don't know. But I'm working on it. God is working on me yet. <laughs> like, like, Peter still went to heaven. Like, there's hope. Okay, like, so um, it is just really, really, and I say that jokingly, um, but it really, really is important to be at the feet of Jesus so you can maintain that security. Because I'm going to tell you, like Marvin Sapp, in that moment, I never would have made it. Martha would have got the business. <laughs> like, like, why are you even, t- like, keep my name out your mouth? Like, I'm grown. you just going to sit here and call me up in front of Jesus and not even acknowledge me? I'm a whole adult. I don't care who, like, I don't care who big sister you are. <laughs> right? But um, it is just definitely one of those things that are really admirable. And while I joke, there's a lot to be said about that. Again, everything that's said, every, um, every attack, every level of sabotage, you need to be so secure that you can be like Mary to where you don't even waste your energy. You don't even waste your effort and you allow God to clear your name. You allow God to speak on your behalf. Like that, that is the energy that we need to be carrying today, tomorrow, and forevermore straight up. So when we sit at the feet of Jesus, um, just know that you exchange the attacks and the sabotage, whether it's self-imposed or otherwise, because that's a whole nother thing. So when we sit at the feet of Jesus, we exchange the attacks and sabotage, um, no matter where it comes from or where it originates from, outside sources or internal sources. We exchange that for his provision, his protection, and his peace. So when you take the time to sit at the feet of Jesus, when you submit yourself to him in that position, you then also gain that security, right? You gain the security of knowing that God is going to provide, God is going to protect, and you're going to have his peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't understand how Mary did this, but she was in position and I need to get there, (laughs) right? So it is one of those things that if you aren't paying attention, you'll miss it. But it's so critical for us. It really is. And then finally, so we, you know, we get submission, we get security. And the last thing is we get strategy. So sitting at the father's feet, um, puts us in a place where we can receive strategy from the Lord. Strategy is a careful planner method. And the Bible tells us, we love to quote it, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you. Okay. Like, and yet we be out here, God give us the idea. And then we're just like, like, Okay, we out here. No, 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 no. God knows the plans that he has for us, but some of us are way too busy being distracted just by the plan that we don't ask God for the strategy. Like, that is so important. It Like, I, I can't even there. I'm even thinking right now just things that I could have done better time that may not have been not necessarily wasted because God uses all things together for our good, but lessons, hard lessons that I may not have had to learn in that way if I had just sat down and asked for the strategy. Right? Like, I really do wish I knew the revelation that Mary got from Jesus in that moment of sitting at his feet in those moments or however long she was there. Um, I definitely feel like I got some revelation on this as I study, but that's for next week. Okay. Okay. Um, I do feel like I got a little bit of revelation on this, but whatever it was, um, because it's not recorded in the Bible, 
So therefore, even the stuff that I share next week is just a revelation that I feel like I have. You still need to pray on that and have the thing proved, have it uh, show itself approved. Okay. Because it is not in the Bible. So therefore, and I'm going to give y'all like, this is my revelation alert. It's not in the Bible. This is what I feel like God said to me. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's for next week. Anyway, whatever it was, Martha missed out on it because she was busy. And to me, it's almost kind of heartbreaking because she was in a place where she wanted to please God. She's doing all these things and her intention in her heart was in the right place. And she still missed out on that intimate moment and whatever strategy, whatever um, things were, gems were dropped. <laughs> um, she is not going to be able to gain that back like those moments are going that moment is going to be missed um and I just had to really think about like how many of us have found ourselves frustrated and feeling like you know God I'm doing all the things I'm out here serving I'm out here doing this I'm out here doing that and God you're not even talking to me I feel like you're quiet you're not speaking to me but really like what if God is patiently waiting for you to be undistracted and submitted so he can then give you the strategy. Like, God over here like, okay, well, when you're done washing dishes and putting the hummus in the oven, do you put it in the oven? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be here. <laughs> but, like, when, you, when you're done doing all the things, we'll be here. Like, you're so distracted that I can't give you the strategy for the vision that I gave you. For the plan that I gave you. For the purpose that I gave you. Because you refuse to come sit at my feet. Some of us need to sit down. Get the spirit of sit down. Okay? Mary understood that there was a time to move and a time to be still. And next week, we're going to really, I'm excited because I feel like we're going to be able to see her in action. And even still, she is very, very well thought out. And there's no wasted movement. Like, it, I can't wait till next week. Okay, so... Mary understood this. I'm not going to sit here and say that Charlotte understands it all the time. I'm learning the spirit to sit down somewhere, but I have not perfected it yet. I have not like achieved this level. Like, oh yeah, I'm about to sit down somewhere. I'm getting way better at it, like a lot to the point where I think I may swing the other way and God will be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you still got stuff to do. Um, but you know, we need to take the time to sit at God's feet and get the strategy. Every plan that God gives us don't mean that it has to get released today. He may give you the title of the book today, the chapters in three months, the t- you may make the cover this week, and then you may not pick that project up again for a while. But what it is, is that you are being strategic in what God has called you to do. It, it's not that you're being n- negligent. Complete the task. But what happens is God will say, make the book cover. And then you start trying to write chapters of the book, Sharla, talking to myself. And I'm frustrated because I got writer's block. I'm like, God, this is writer's block. He's like, I just told you to make the cover. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I just told you to make the cover. That was it. I have something else completely different for you to work on over here. And here I am for two weeks. Like, God, you, I'm so frustrated, this, this, and that. And I know that you gave this to me. And I feel like I hit a wall. And he was like, because all I told you to do was make the cover. Who told you to start writing chapters? Who? And this happened to me, what, not very long ago. (laughs) In the last 90 days. Like, all I said to do was make the cover. What are you doing? You are tripping. Um, And so, you know, I myself have had to learn that eagerness, that zeal for God. We have to have that same zeal, that same eagerness to just be still and sit down at his feet. We get very, very 
zealous, very eager to do things um, that are outward expressions of our love to God. And sometimes let's be honest and let's do a whole entire heart check that it may not be an outward expression of your love for God, but your love for yourself and to appear to look like you're doing something for God. Holy Spirit is out here because that's not in my notes. Whatever. (laughs) He said it. So then we get frustrated and we find ourselves feeling burnt out because we haven't spent enough time at the feet of Jesus to receive the strategy, to receive the instructions for that day. You know, the children of Israel, God gave them fresh manna every day. If they tried to gather it all up, if they tried to be in control, they would wake up and it would be maggots, rotten no good. You don't waste, waste. <laughs> you gonna learn how to rely on me on the day to day. And honestly, that has been my testimony for this year. And so, you know, I really have grown through this, this year of every day receiving instruction, every day receiving strategy, every day saying, okay, God, what's important today? Like that, that has become my new posture. That I don't just be like, okay, I got to do this, 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 and this. Like, God wants us to be strategic. He wants us to move. But don't be doing the most. That's not, no. And so when we sit at his feet, we exchange our plans, our thoughts, and insight for God's better plans and his higher thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 tells us, you know, his plans are better than our plans. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when we sit at his feet, we exchange our plans and thoughts for insight into God's better plans and his higher thoughts. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. What things do we exchange and obtain? What exchanges take place when we sit at the feet of Jesus? The first is submission. Right. When we sit at the feet of Jesus, we exchange our situations, our stressors and our circumstances for his presence. The second is security. When we sit at the feet of Jesus, we exchange the attacks and sabotage, whether self-imposed or otherwise, in exchange for his provision, his protection and his peace. And then finally, when we sit at the feet of Jesus, we exchange our plans and thoughts for insight into his better plans and his higher thoughts. Okay, so we are going to stop right there for the week. Um, I don't know about y'all, but like this year is winding down and I definitely needed this reminder as to why it is so important for us to sit at the feet of Jesus. We're coming up on like start everything season where people are like, I'm gonna start this and I'm gonna start this and I'm gonna start weight loss. Like honestly, just really, some of us need the spirit to sit down come January. Okay. Write the vision and make it plain of you sitting down and sitting at the feet of Jesus. That don't sound real sexy or entrepreneur-y. I made that up, that word, but y'all get the point. So as we go through this, Just understand, like, there's so much tied to us sitting at the feet of Jesus. Like, the enemy will really try to use the same blessings that God gave us as distractions from the most important thing, right? Jesus said Mary figured out the most important thing. And the enemy will try to use blessings as distractions from the most important thing. Your kids are not an excuse for you not spending time with God. He's the most important thing. Who gave you them babies? Your job is not an excuse for you not sitting at the feet of Jesus. He gave you that thing. He's the most important thing. He's going to help you maintain that thing. So take the time this week to evaluate if you've been more like Martha or Mary when it comes to spending time with God. And that's not to say that one is worse than the other. But as you study it, let like listen to what God is telling you. Because there are so many of us, like, gosh, straight up, it's like, I miss y'all. Where have you been? Why are you not sitting with me? Like, God's love language is not acts of service. 
It's quality time. So stop trying to serve your way into God loving you. Like, sis, he loves you already. He loves you. The love is there. I know that's unusual for some of us because we ain't really used to that like that. Like, I know that that's unusual, but he already loves you more than you can even contain, more than your mind can even fathom. God already loves us so much. It is unnecessary to try to work your way into his love. That's not his love language. His love language is quality time. Even in Genesis, he used to walk the garden with Adam in the cool of the day. Something like that, it says. Like, he loves quality time. So God's love language is not acts of service. It's quality time. So stop it. I don't know who needed that besides me, but Merry Christmas. Okay, it's close to that time. Um, Yeah. That's it. So that has been another episode of God Goes and Girl Talk. Y'all remember to love God, love people, and love yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.